Have you ever felt yourself longing to be more creative? Thought about writing a book or maybe painting, starting a side hustle or taking up a musical instrument, but you're always too busy or never seem to have the time. You're not alone, but it is possible to tap back into your creative side and maybe you might just find that following that little spark of creativity takes you on an unexpected path, perhaps even to living the life you've always actually wanted. Welcome to the Property Management Podcast with That Property Mum. I'm your host, Kylie Walker. I'm a former television sports journalist and mother of four turned co-owner of a million-dollar real estate brand. Each week, I teach women in the property management industry all the best tips to help you balance your career and family grow your dream business, master your fear, boost your confidence and conquer your mindset. Ready to get started? Let's dive in. Well, here we are again. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Property Management Podcast. Now, I want to share a little gratitude right now and say thank you to you. Thank you for listening and joining me on this journey. Everything I share and talk about on this podcast is part of the growth journey that I've been on. And now I want to share what I've learned and I'm still learning because it never actually ends with you. So if you are enjoying listening and learning and you know someone else who needs to hear some of this content, would you mind sharing this episode or podcast with them? Now, this is kind of a cool episode. It's something a little bit different. Now, when you think of property management, You don't really think of creativity, do you? But just because you are a property manager and you're probably highly structured and organized with great attention to detail, all the things that I am not, which is why I struggled day to day as a property manager, that doesn't mean you still don't have a creative streak or side to you. You see, we aren't just one thing, a mother, a business owner, a BDM. Often we wear those hats and many more. And there are no rules around who we can and can't be. You can be a motorbike rider, a surfer, a florist, a fashion designer. We never have to stay locked into the one identity. Heck, I've been a barmaid, a corporate marketer, a sports journalist, a property manager, a business founder, a coach, a digital marketer, and who knows what next. I've still got another half a century of living to go, fingers crossed. So if you're wondering, but how do I know what else I might want to do or try? Well, start by thinking back to when you were a kid. What did you really love to do or be back then? What got you excited? What were you passionate about? For me, it was reading, writing and acting. I loved writing a little play and then acting it out for my family. I even started charging kids in the neighbourhood. Two cents. You heard me right, a whopping two cents to come and watch me perform a self-written play. Usually my dolls and toys were the other characters. But that was what I loved to do. And even throughout high school, I wrote the end of year plays. I absolutely loved it. Somehow though, life took a different turn and I ended up far, far away from my original dreams. Not that I have any regrets because I do believe that everything happens for a reason. Now, my guest in this episode is Jess Spencer, and I met Jess at a business retreat I went to. 
She has an amazing story to share. She's a mum of three little kids who found her creative side and left her nine to five corporate banking job to become a children's author and create amazing children's products. It hasn't been easy. The fear has been massive and the pivots many, but she wouldn't change a thing. Stepping back into her creative self was the best thing she could have ever done. She's a better mother, wife, person, and is now making more money than she ever thought possible doing something she absolutely loves. Making a profitable business from your passion doesn't happen for everyone. But I think the lesson here is to at least give yourself some time to tap back into the things that you love and that actually lights you up. So take a listen to my chat with Jess. Thank you for joining me on the Property Management Podcast. Now, before we dive in, can you tell our audience a little bit about yourself and how you got started as a children's author and creative? Um, So my name is Jessica Spencer. My business is Adored Illustrations. And I got started with my business when um, my daughter was four and she was obsessed with all things magical, whimsical, fairies, mermaids. And I couldn't find a book out there that sort of had everything that she wanted. Um, I've always been interested in writing and I just had this like idea. I was like, I'll just make it myself. Like how hard can it be? (laughs) Um, And so, yeah, it just, the the book just snowballed from there. What I started off as like this very simple idea that I was just going to make her a book just really snowballed because me being me, I'm quite a perfectionist and I had to be a certain way. And um, yeah, so that's how I started. It was just, is honestly just an idea for um, a book for my daughter. And you were working in a bank before that though, weren't you? So yes. Yeah. So, so was your daughter kind of the inspiration to tap back into that creative side of yourself? Yeah. So I was working at one of the big four banks in their commercial, um, sorry, commercial property team. Um, and I was working part-time. I had Ayla, who was four at the time, and Will, who was two, or well, not even quite two, I don't think. And I, um, yeah, I just, I think I'd gotten to the point where I'm a person who gets easily bored and the three days at work was great, but I still, I sort of was bored at nighttime and I was bored a little bit when Will slept, slept during the day and I was like, oh, what else can I do? And so, yeah, that sort of, it sort of all came together that I was like, oh, well, I'll just make this book for Ayla. But yeah, I was working part-time when I started the book and um yeah, that was that was not easy. But um, I didn't really, when I first started it, anticipate that it would obviously grow to what it grew to. So, yeah. So, so what are some of the other products uh, that you have inside the business now? So what's it grown to? What's that snowball, that one little creative idea to make a book for your daughter has now snowballed into this big business, really? Yeah. So I now have six books. So I have three ABC books, three one, two, three books. I have um, flashcards. I have puzzles. I have memory cards. I've just launched a baby journal and milestone cards. And I have another book series coming out at the end of the year. And so when I launched the Enchanting ABC, which was my first book, which was the book for Ayla, which ended up costing like five times the amount that <laughs> I told my husband it was going to cost. Um So I was very nervous when I launched it, but I had been quite big on Instagram and um, that was where I was getting ideas 
from um, and I'd brought like a few things for the decor for Ayla's room. And that's where I'd found my artists for my book was through Instagram. And so I sort of was like, well, hopefully I'll be able to sell some of these copies through Instagram. So I sort of started up a little business to hopefully offset some of the money that I had spent on creating this book. And um, yeah, when I, lo- when I launched the Enchanting ABC, I sold, I think it was like 400 copies in the first weekend. So three days. And it was just, I could like, I actually shut my website down because I couldn't keep up with packing books. Um, and then obviously that gave me back the money to reinvest into another book. And I thought, well, I've made a book for my daughter. I need to make one for my son or like, <laughs> you know, he's going to grow up with a complex. Um, so I made the incredible ABC as the next book for my son. And then again, that sold really well. And I just was, I kept being able to reinvest that money because I was working part-time as well back into the business to, I guess, like scale it quite and grow it quite quickly. Um, and then, yeah, I was able to leave my corporate job, I think 18 months into starting the business. And then I've just focused on the business ever since. So what were some of the fears then around, I mean, you've got three kids now, so you've got to write yeah. you've got the third book now, but what were some of the fears around leaving your corporate job? And I guess what were some of the stories that people told you that, you know, you, you, you know, you're crazy or, you know, was that sort of the feedback you were getting? Um, it was one of those hard things. I'd hired a business coach at the time. And when we first started working together, you know, the first thing they said to me was, what, what's your goal? Like, where do you want to be in a few years time? I said, well, I don't want to be working at bank. Like I don't want to be working there anymore. Um, and so she said, well, well, let's work out how to get you there. And so we worked really hard. I'd had sort of, when I started, I had no email campaign. I had like no, um, sign up list. I had nothing. And so they sort of started me in all those things that they started me on Facebook ads. And um, so we, we sort of the revenue after I started working them with them, like was quite like got, you know, obviously higher and higher as I invested more and more money back into the business. But I was really nervous about leaving my job. But at the same time, I had just gotten myself to a point where I was so stressed every single day, trying to go to my corporate job, deal with my two kids at home and run this business. So it was like, I was nervous, but there was also a sense of relief when I finally did it because I was just like, this has just been, I have been running on empty for so long um, that I just needed to do it. And the, one of the good things was the, the um, team that I worked in was very supportive and they did say to me, they said, if it doesn't work out, like <laughs> come back, you're welcome back. So that was really nice to, I guess I sort of knew that I had, a, like I could go back if I needed to. But even beyond that, I knew that the skills that I had in finance and accounting were pretty transferable. I sort of knew that if this book thing didn't work out, that I could find another job. So I wasn't super... I guess financially stressed um but um yeah it was more just how like going from having this full-time job a little part-time job where you know what you're doing every single day to like trying to run your business and grow it it's it's such it's such a huge change so yeah I think many of my audience will be able to relate perfectly to you saying that you're running on empty uh this street and property management and real estate it's um, you know, home to lots of high stress and burnout, mm. um, and mm. a lot of a lot of my audience as well is working mums. So you know, it is mm. and they still wear the burden of doing most of the the home work oh, as well. So yeah, they they're um that they will totally relate to that. Now, I think one of the lessons I'm, I'm taking away from what you're saying though is 
that we don't have to just be one thing. Like we don't have to just be, um, you know, in a corporate job. We don't have to just be a, a working mum or a stay-at-home mum or a business owner or have a career. We can wear lots of different hats. Um, but yeah. do, you think, do you think it's fear that stops us from getting out of our comfort zone and, and trying these new things? Because it's pretty uncomfortable when you take a risk sometimes. You know, what if you fail? What if no one mm-hmm. likes what I'm doing? And, for, and I'll give you an example. In my life, I wanted to write a fiction book. And for years and years and years, I've put it off. And I'm finally doing it now. But I dealt with imposter syndrome and limiting self-beliefs. They all, you know, all held me back. Um, can you relate to that as well? Oh, I think that's that's one of the things that I, over the last few years, um, I have had so many messages from other mums who say, oh, I would love to do what you're doing. Even when I actually left my corporate job, I had one of the male staff say to me, he had written a children's book um, and he, he hadn't done it in the same way that I'd done it to sort of, um, you know, start a bit of a business. And I obviously was very calculated in how I did mine and how I could created it and the overall product but um he said to me you're living my dream job like I would love to just be able to work like to write books um and it's always and yeah the amount of mums that message me and it might not be writing books it might be something else creative you know it might be sewing it might be hand making jewelry whatever it is for me I was just I think sort of not trained but I didn't really see create like being a creative as a way to make money like when I was younger, it was very much, you know, you needed to sort of follow um, certain career paths or go to university or go do the jobs that made sense and you knew the outcome, you knew the money you were getting paid each 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 fortnight. And creativity, like being creative, just it didn't even occur to me that I could make money from writing. Um, and I think that's why, especially with my daughters, I really, and, and my son, really want to instill is that it doesn't, you know, you need to always be, um, using your brain and doing something to further your education, but it doesn't have to be you have to work in a bank or you have to be a nurse or you have to be a teacher. Like there are so many things that we can do nowadays. And I really, yeah, I really, I feel so much for the women who message me because I know how it feels. I know how it feels to be stuck and not necessarily have the money to leave a job and um, all the time. Like if you've got little kids, I that was, if I'd had, so I do have a third child now, but I, uh, Miller is two. So I had long left my corporate job when I had Miller, but I can't imagine how I would have done it all with three little kids either. Um, and I think for me, the, the biggest thing is I just, same as you, Kylie, I've been writing like a novel as well. And I just always did a little bit in the background for me. I just always had something in the background for me to try and offset, I guess, that corporate lifestyle to the creative one that I wanted to leave. Um, so I think that's what I would just encourage anyone to do is if you feel like you're blocked into some sort of career that you don't think is your your passion or where you want to go to is to find little small ways to um, work on your passion each day, um, no matter if it's create a Pinterest board of, of something you want to create or, yeah, write write books or look at illustrations, whatever it might be, to just give yourself something so you feel like there is, you know, that you do have something, that, that creative outlet, even if it's only small. And I think you're living proof, and there's lots of other living proof of people who do start their, their creative side hustles or their creative passions and then they do turn into rewarding and fulfilling careers that do pay you bills. Um, Now do you have some practical advice for someone wanting to maybe tap back into their own creative side? Like how did you find your creativity again? I know you did touch on it a little bit through your daughter um, but you said you were still writing even before that. 
Um, so how do you, yeah, how do you get back into that space when you are so busy with kids yeah. and life in general? Honestly, for me, it has just been like forcing myself to make the time. So when I first started out with this book idea and while I was still working at ANZ, so, you know, when I'd launched launched the first couple of books and I was still, you know, I still had all these ideas of what else I wanted to do, um, I would often go on runs and that running time, it was half an hour, but I would just run and just think of all the ideas and all the books I could create and what the names would be and how, you know, how all the different things I could do. And it doesn't sound like much and, you know, but any small amount of time that you can think or work on your creative idea, even if it's, yeah, just on a walk with your child in a pram, just put, you know, go through in your head all the things you can do, all the things that you can see. Um, yeah, like you know books you want to write or illustrations you can see in a book or jewelry you want to make whatever it might be to just it but it is you have to make the time that's the thing and I think people do forget and we do have this culture of um we're just all so busy and we we can't you know we can't possibly fit in anything else but at the end of the day we all have the same amount of hours in the day and some of us seem to be able to build on these ideas and progress them and others can't and I I truly believe it is you just force the time because believe me I had no time when it started like once I was working and I had my two kids and I was running this business, there was no time, but I still forced myself to work on the business. I would get up at five o'clock many, many mornings um, and work while my kids slept. Um, but I am a very motivated person. Um, but yeah, I, I think if you want it enough, you will find the time and creativity. You know, it can be journaling. It can be, it is just finding half an hour in your day, whether it's first thing in the morning, last thing at night, while the baby sleeps, while your kids are watching a movie, whatever. Like I do believe we all have half an hour in our day to focus on some sort of time for ourselves. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I used time as an excuse for many years mm. and I would get up. I wrote the first draft of my book last year by getting up at 4.30 and writing for an mm. hour or two every morning. Um, yep. I didn't have to sacrifice my gym time, which um, I, you know, that, that that's okay. That was my <laughs> priority. My goal was to yep. write that first draft of my book. So uh, yeah, you've, got to, you've just got to find the time and an extra half an hour here, an extra have a half an hour lunch break or whatever you've got to do. I'm very guilty of that as well. Writing like my own novel at the moment is it is 100% been on the back burner because I, I am so busy with my business and my three kids and I know I'm making the excuse, but I know it. And so I also know that I'm not going to get this book finished until I stop making the excuses. And it's it's just it's what you're what you're happy to live with. <laughs> if you're happy to live with the excuses and never... I guess, progress your idea or, or it not go further, then that's totally fine. Like being a business owner and all of this, it's, it's honestly not for everyone. But if you do have that sort of goal to one day work for yourself or one day, you know, make money from your creative ideas, then you do have to find the time to like, you know, put, put your energy into it. Well, speaking of time, you just said before we jumped in uh, that you've actually got another little business that you're, or a business that you're starting and that is helping yep. people create and start creative businesses. Tell me a little bit yep. about that. So by the time this podcast goes live, it will have been launched. So I can talk about it. Um, so the coaching program is called Create and Soar. And basically it's just um, a like an hour of my time with whoever would like to like chat with me about their creative idea. Um, it doesn't have to be self-publishing children's books, but obviously if you have an idea to self-publish a children's book, I'm going to be able to 
um, you know, give you supplier options, give you cost options, give you like, you know, tell you whether I had, I had, a, I've had a couple of calls already and the ideas that these girls have are, are wonderful. Um, but it's also good. Like, it's also about creating a business. It's not just about being creative. It's about having a business that makes money from your creative idea. And I think I have found the lot, a lot of creatives don't necessarily have that business background or don't necessarily think about the money side of it the way that they should when they first start out. They think it's a great idea and they just want to get their book or their product out there. But I do, I'm a firm believer in actually um, knowing your numbers before you start anything because I've seen so many businesses and so many small businesses shut down in the last couple of years because they're not making money because I don't think they've known how to start that concept properly at the beginning. So, um, so yeah, so it's just, it's a coaching program for, um, people who are creative and want to create their own products or, or if they have products that maybe, and their business maybe isn't where they want it to be, I can give them advice, I guess, on how to scale it. Cause that's definitely uh, something I've done. I mean, the people listening aren't going to be able to see this, but this is my office. So these are all my products here. So, um, when I first started, I would have never dreamt that I have my own office full of my own products um, that I can see and, you know, I'll pack this afternoon. I have like a lot of orders coming over the last couple of days. So I've got to make time to pack those orders. I also have someone who helps me pack, but yeah, it's, it is honestly insane. If you have that drive and you have that determination and you have that creativity, what you can actually accomplish. Now that is amazing. Good on you. That is so inspiring. Now, tell me, um, I love personal development. Um, can you can you share a tool, resource, book, podcast or something um, that will help our listeners? Um, so for me, Get Rich, Lucky Bitch by Denise Duffield is a favourite of mine. Um, I think along with being a business owner, you know, so much of your time is focused or should be focused on your money and how much you're bringing in and um, all of that. And this book really helped me identify that, um, you know, the, the ways and I, I guess I had maybe some money blocks or the way I was thinking about money and that, you know, at the end of the day, there's, there's heaps of money out there. There's enough money out there for everybody to make a lot of money. Um, and I really highly recommend that if you feel like you've got a bit of an issue with money or you feel like you want to make more money and don't know how to, this book really just, it's a mindset book. And I just, I loved it. Um, I re like I reread it. So, um, I loved that book and, um, I think it's, oh, I've forgotten what it's called, but Samantha Wills, um, she's a creative, she's a designer, um, of golden dust. I think it's, is her memoir is just a brilliant read for anybody who's a creative, who, um, wants to read about another person's journey. She's a jewelry designer and she built a, uh, like a, a huge business. Um, yeah, just a, a creative's journey in the actual business world. She didn't know a lot about business at the beginning either. So yeah, those are my two favorite books. Beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, so how can our audience connect further with you? Um, so Adored at Adored Illustrations is my Instagram handle. It's the same on Facebook. My website is www.adoredillustrations.com.au. Um, yeah, obviously, um, if you do love our products, like do love the products, please sign up to the email list because each month I do send out special emails with special discounts only for my email subscribers. Um, I'm very big on giving back to the community that I have built because I would not be in the position that I am in today without so many amazing customers loving my products, recommending them, buying them for, you know, children, grandchildren. Um, I feel very, yeah, like I don't like to use the word lucky because, uh, you know, like 
I don't think I've been lucky to get where I, I am, but I do feel grateful for the people that have supported me and, and yeah, all of my customers. So, yeah. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Jess. I will share all of that info in the show notes. Thank Beautiful. you so much for joining me on this episode. I am so grateful to have had this conversation with you. Thank you so much for having me, Kylie. Hey there, I know your time is valuable, so thank you for spending it here. Now, if you are someone who is serious about growing your property management business and you'd like to learn the systems that I've put in place inside my own business that consistently brings in five to 15 new management leads every single week without me having to do anything, then go to the show notes and click on the link to get on the waiting list for the growth school and you'll get notified when it launches. Until next time, my friend.